Well, we are wrapping up a series called Less Stress, and I, I trust that this series you are seeing your stress level go down in the arena of your finances. And I want to wrap up this, this series with a talk that I've titled today, A Matter <clears throat> excuse me, of the Heart. A Matter of the Heart. Matthew 6 and verse 21, we're going to look there in just a moment or so if you want to get your Bible there. I think it's very important that we understand that how we handle our money is a spiritual issue. A lot of people want to disconnect the arena of their finances from their spirituality, but but they're, they're connected. You see, how we handle, how we spend our money is a matter of the heart. The Bible says it like this in Matthew 6 and verse 21 says, for where your treasure is, there your heart. Everybody say heart. The Bible says where your treasure is, where you spend your resources, there your heart will be also. This verse clearly says that how we handle, how we invest, how we spend our money is a matter of the heart. It's so obvious that money is a heart issue because it invokes all types of emotions inside of us. Just think about it for a moment. Husbands and wives. Boyfriends and girlfriends, they, they argue and fight over the issue of money. They'll, they'll, they'll fight, they'll, they'll argue, they'll roll their eyes at each other. Some couples won't talk to each other for a day or two all around the issue of money because money is a matter of the heart. Matter of fact, you're aware of this. There are people that will abandon their marriage vows. They will get divorced over money, over the issue of, of money. You say, why would people do that? Because you have to understand that money is a matter of the heart and invokes so many emotions emotions inside of us. There are some that, 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 that this whole emotion of money connected to the heart, they'll see people and they'll get jealous of what they have. Mm, I can't believe she's wearing that. I can't believe he's driving that. I didn't even know they could afford to live in a place like that. I mean, and this jealousy comes in people's heart because money is a matter of, of the heart. There's this thing called envy, and people start wanting what other people have. I, I want the car he has. I want, I want, want the house she has. I, I want the clothes they have. And with this whole desire of envy, whelms. I mean, where does that come from? Why, why do we feel all of these emotions when it comes to money and stuff? Because money is a matter of the heart. Matter of fact, whenever I do a teaching series on, on resources and, and, and how to be a better steward of what God has blessed us with, that there are people that, that literally get mad and they get upset. And there are some people that get so mad, they'll miss church all four weeks on a series like this. How many of you glad you're here today? Hey, man, you know, woo, glad I didn't miss today. I mean, they, they really will. They'll, they'll get mad and, and get upset and get bent out, out of shape because money is a matter of the heart. There'll people that, they'll, they'll say things like, you know what? Pastor's talking about money because all the church wants is, is my money. And, and they feel that way. And, and you know what? To a degree, I really understand that. I really do. Because unfortunately, people in my profession and the call of God on their life to be a pastor have, have abused the issue of money. And there have been some shenanigans. And there have been some con artists. And there have been some shysters. And so, so I get why people feel that way. But, but if you're here long enough, you know that's not my heart. That's not my motivation. That, that's not what we're all about. But yet people get all uptight when I talk about money. They get all anxious. Some of you now, you're anxious and uptight and uncomfortable. And, and you have all these feelings. Why do we have all these emotions when, when we talk about money? Because money is a matter 
of the heart. Matter of fact, money is such a heart issue that people fall in love with money. Just like people love their dad or love their mom or love their grandpa or love their grandma or love their kids or love their spouse. Or maybe you love your little your dog or, or your cat or your little pet billy goat. If you got a billy goat, I love you. You country like me. Hey, I come from Rewoka. I get you. I know where you're coming from. But, but you, you, you love all this. this uh, and yet people love money just like they love their dad or mom or spouse. The Bible says it like this in First Timothy chapter 6 and verse number 10. For the love... Of money. Did you catch that? People can fall in love with money. The love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money, loving money, chasing after money, pursuing money. People eager for money, the Bible says, have wandered from the faith. People chasing after money. Making money their God, loving money. They, they've wandered from God. They, they've wandered from church. And the Bible says they pierce themselves with many griefs because people can fall in love with money because money is a matter of the heart. Did you realize that the number one competitor with God for our heart is money? Money competes for, with, with God for our heart more than anything else. Jesus said it like this in Matthew 6 and verse 24. No one can serve two masters. And the the, the language Jesus uses is, is just so strong. He says either he will hate the one and love the other. He says you can't do both. Or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. I mean, surely Jesus is talking about God and the devil. I mean, hate one, love the other. I mean, what's he talking about? He goes on to say, you cannot serve both God and money. I mean, you would think Jesus would have said, you can't serve both God and the devil. But, but, but that's not what, what Jesus says. You see, Jesus understands that money is the number one competitor with God for our heart. And Jesus says, there can't be two. Number ones, either you're serving God or you're serving money. Either you love God or you're loving money. Either you're devoted to God or you're devoted to money. Either God is your top priority or money is your top priority. And friends, how we prioritize our money is the clearest indication to who has our heart. How we prioritize our money is is the clearest indication to who we are serving and who we are devoted Two, and here's how most Americans prioritize their money. Most of you are aware of this. Most Americans, here's their priority list. Number one on their list is to spend it. I'm going to spend it. I go to the movies, go out to eat. That's my, that's my, that's my top priority. Number two, for, for the majority of Americans, the way they prioritize their money is they, they repay debt. Got to make a payment on the credit card. Got to make a house payment. Got, got to make a park car payment. That, that's priority number two on their list. Priority number three for most Americans is, is pay taxes. I got to I got to pay taxes. Notice I did say more, most Americans. Amen. Some of you in here need some help. Praise the Lord. All right. I'm, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. No, number four. Number four. If they have any left after they after they spend it and repay debt and and pay taxes, if they have any left, they'll they'll save it. They'll, they'll save a little bit. And if they have any left after that. Then they'll, 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 they'll give it. They'll give it. Now, now let me give you a, a different way at looking at this list. The first priority for most Americans is spend it. Me. Me. Second priority is to repay debt. Me. Me. The third priority is 
pay taxes. America, or we, we, the, the fourth priority is to save it. Me, me, and the last priority is to give it. God and others. So, so most Americans, their, their priority list when it comes to the financial arena, their personal finances, it's me, me, America, we, me, and then God. And, and, and most Americans put God at the bottom of, of their list. Most Americans put God last. Most Americans give God their leftovers if there is anything Left over. And here's the interesting thing. Here's the interesting thing. Even though most Americans put God last on their list, man, when they get into trouble, they don't hesitate. They don't even flinch to call out to the Lord. Lord, I know you're last, but Lord, I need some money. Christmas time is coming. I need to buy some presents. Lord, could you hook me up, please? Lord, 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 I mean, I know you're last and I give you my leftovers, but Lord, you know what? I need a new job. God, God, I need you to show up. God, I need, I need a promotion. God, please show up. Lord, I, I need to sell this house. God, I've been wanting to sell this house for, for five months. Oh, God, I know you're last, but God, I need you to show up and bail me out of this thing. Oh, God, please, how am I going to get the kids through college? God, would you show up? God, would you give me the scholarship? I need the scholarship, God, so that I can get through college. God, will you show up? I know you're last. I know I give you leftovers. I know you're the last of my priority list, but I need you to show up. In my financial life, you know what God says? God says, hey, I desperately want to show up in your financial life. But you've closed the door on me. You, you shut the door on me. You, you've made me last on your priority list. I mean, you, you've devoted your, your life to money. Your, your heart is after money. You're in love with money. I'm last. I, I so want to intervene in your life. I so want to move in your direction. I so want to pour out my blessings on you. But you've closed the door on me. And, and what I want to teach you today from Scripture is that the way we prioritize our money is either an open door to God or it's a closed door to God. The way that we prioritize our money, it's either an invitation for God to come in and work, or it's a sign to God to leave us alone and we can handle it ourselves. I want to take you to a very familiar portion of Scripture in Matthew chapter 6. If you've been in church uh, for a number of years, you've, you've heard messages from this portion of Scripture. But just want to point out a fresh angle today. Matthew verse chapter 6, verse 25 Jesus begins in verse 25 saying, therefore. Now, when you hear the word therefore, you need to know what happens before the word therefore. And, and what happens before in verse 24, so you can understand the context, the, the, the previous verse is where Jesus says you can't serve two masters. That's the verse where he says you'll either hate the one or love the other. That's the verse where he says you can be devoted to one or, or despise the other. That's the verse where Jesus says you'll either serve God or Money. And so after he says this statement, you, can only, you cannot serve both God and money. He says, therefore, now that's the context. You can't serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, even though most people, that's, that's your priority, Jesus says. That's what you're worried about, is, is making that your priority. Or about your body, what you will wear. It's not like more important than, than food in the body, more important than, than clothes. Yeah, yeah, I believe, I believe you're more important, God, but you, you're going to take last place. Verse 26, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? What a sobering 
question to think about. Do we believe that we're more valuable than the birds? And yet God takes care of them. Question, do you believe he'll take care of you? Verse 27, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? You're worried about the food and the car and the clothes and more and Christmas and, and the promotion. You're, you're worried about all these things. But, but is your worrying adding a single hour to your life? Does it even help you? I mean, you got your priority list all wrong, but is it helping your stress level? Is it helping your life? Verse 28, and why do you worry about clothes? Why do you make that your top priority? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and gone tomorrow and is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? And now Jesus begins to really mess with our thinking here. In verse 31, he says, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Why are you making that your God? Why are you making that the top of the list? What shall we drink or what shall we wear? Hey, hey, followers, hey, disciples, I'm talking to you guys. Why is that at the top of your list? He says in verse 32, for the pagans run after all these things. In other words, here's what Jesus says. Catch this, catch this. He says, people who don't know me or trust me, that's their priority list. People who don't serve me, who don't know my grace and goodness, that's how they prioritize their life. And you say you're a disciple and a follower of me, and yet when you line up your financial life next to somebody who doesn't know me, your priorities look exactly the same. The pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Verse 33 is the clincher. He says, but seek first. Make me the priority. Make me number one. Seek first his kingdom, God's kingdom, and his righteousness. And then Jesus says this, when you seek me first, when you put me first, you see, you see, the way you prioritize your financial life, it's either an open door for me to work or it's a closed door. It's either an invitation to say, God, show up in my financial life, or it's a sign to say, God, stay away. I'm a big boy. I'm a bigger. I can handle this on my own. But seek first his kingdom and his rights. And when you, when you have the right priorities, it's an open door. And the Bible says, and all these things will be given to you as well. Jesus says, flip your list of priorities. Make me your top priority. God says, listen, I want to be number one. I want to be first in your life. And friends, when you put God first, you can count on this. He'll throw open the door and he'll begin to work in your personal finances. The Old Testament says the same thing in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse number 9. Honor the Lord by giving him the first part. It's about priority. It's about God being number one. It's about seeking first his kingdom. Honor me with the first part, the first 10% of all your income. And notice what the Bible says, because, because the way we prioritize our financial life is either an open door to God or it's a closed door to God. And he says, and when you do this, and he will, talking about God, will fill your barns with wheat and barley and overflow your wine vats with the finest wines. Here's what God says. God says, you put you first, you take care of you. You put me first, and I'll take care of you. Flip the list. I think it's powerful to see a visual of this. Would you show up, show that PowerPoint slide? On the left-hand side is how most Americans prioritize their financial life. 
They spend, they repay debt, they pay taxes, they save, they tithe and give. They put God last. And you know what God says? You know what God says? He says, flip the list. Flip the list. Put, put me first. Then put some money away for savings for a rainy day, the future. Then pay your taxes and then you repay debt. And then last, you go, you go out to eat and you go to the movies and you go to the ball game. You don't do that first. You flip the list and put me first. And here, here, I want you to catch this today. This is not about money. I know somebody right now, you're mad. Oh, the preacher, I'm sick of him talking. I got to put God tired of you. I ain't listening. Listen, please hear. This is not about money. This is about priority. This is about who's first. It's not about money. It's not about a dollar. It's about who is first in my life. You see, God, God's not trying to take your money. Listen, if God wanted your money, he would take it. I'm serious. I know you think you're big and bad. And if you don't, you don't think God can take your money, listen, your God is too small. God can whack you on your head and take all your stuff. It's not about that. It's about your heart. It's about, you see, what God understands is where your money is, is. That's where your heart is. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. And the number one competitor with God for your heart is, is money. And God says, listen, 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 listen. It's about priority. It's about seeking me first. It's about putting me first. Flip the list. Today, I want to give you three takeaways, three, three takeaways for this message today. Three takeaways. It's about priority. It's about who's number one. It's either an open door or a closed door to God, the way we prioritize our financial life. The first takeaway is this. Rearrange your finances to make God your top priority. I, I encourage you to, to rearrange your finances to make God your top priority. I encourage you today to go home. With your spouse, if you're single with yourself, and sit down. Uh, if you're living together, stop living together. Amen. And then sit down by yourself. I'm, I'm trying to hit everybody. Amen. I, I love all of you. Amen. I, I'm glad you're here. And the struggles, we, we, we all got struggles. And some of you, that's your struggle. And may the Lord help you today. Amen. Sit down and make the necessary sacrifices to make God your top priority in your financial life. You say, Herbert, Herbert I want to make sure I understand what you're saying. Are you telling me when I go home and I look at my list of priorities financially, because all I have to do is look at my checkbook and see where I'm spending my money because that's where my heart is. When I look at my credit card statement, that's where my heart is. And you're telling me, put God at the top of the list. Are you saying that if I can't afford my cable because that comes before God, you're saying to me, get rid of my cable and put God first? Yeah. You mean, Herbert, when I sit down and I look, you mean I may have to sacrifice and rearrange and say, you know what? Right now the iPhone and, and the cable and, and, and driving this nice car when I could drive a cheaper car, all that is more important. And you're telling me to even get rid of the iPhone and put God, is that what you're telling me to sacrifice? Exactly. Exactly. I'm saying put God at the top of the list. Say, God, you're not, not with my, my lips, not with my mouth, but, Lord, with my actions, with my priorities, you are number one. And here's the difficult thing. The, the easy thing is to go home and to look at it on paper, and maybe you start for a week or two or a month or two. The difficult thing is to put God at the top of the list and keep him there. Can I tell you what happens so easily to, to me and to you? It's life happens, and here comes Christmas, and God, you know what? You're my top priority, but now I need to buy some Christmas presents. You're going down to number three. 
God, it's summertime. I'm going on vacation. God, you used to be number one. I used to give off to you the top, off the top of, but Lord, I got some other priorities. And we don't look at it like this. We, we look at it just as me, me, but no, 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 God, God, right now, I moved you down the list. But no, I'm going to keep you at the top of. But Lord, Lord I, you know, I want that nice car. I want that new outfit. And God, God, you know, I love you, Jesus. <laughs> but you got to go down to number four, God, because I got a few things that I need. It's not about money. It's about priority. It's about who has our heart. I encourage you today, rearrange your finances to make God your priority. Number two is this. Here's what I want you to take away that I want want you to take away from this message today. Is get ready to experience God's blessings. Get ready to experience God's blessings. When you start seeking God first, when you flip the list and put God at the top of the list, God is going to show up in your financial life. When you flip the list and, and, and you make God your top priority, God is going to take care of you. Now, please listen to what I'm saying. I am not saying that if you put God at the top of the list and you honor God first, he's your number one priority and you seek him first, that you're going to this year get a 2011 brand new car paid for. That's not what I said. I did not say if you put God at the top of the list and you honor God and you seek him first, that you're going to get the brand new house, your dream house you've always desired. I didn't say that because that's not what God says. You put God at the top of the list. You seek first the kingdom of God. All these other things will be added until you. God will take care of you. You get ready. As you flip the list, as you flip the list, you get ready. It's an open door for God to move in in the arena of your financial life. Here's one of my my, my coolest things that I get to do at this church is we have a lot of people who who are far away from God who come come to church. And I love it. I love that, that, that possibly about a third of our church is made up every Sunday of people who don't know God, who are seekers, who are checking out the church. And then it's awesome to see them cross the line of faith and give their life to Jesus Christ and to start to flip the list and to start to follow Christ. And, and there was a lady in our church, a single mom, who started attending our church a year ago, been out of church for 10 years, and she flipped the list. And it's awesome listening to Jennifer's testimony of how God has shown up in the arena of our financial life. I want you just to check out this testimony video. I hadn't attended, a, faithfully attended a church in years, probably in 10 years. I would just go periodically with friends to a church that they were attending. That 10-year period was tough. You know, I went through ha- having my child and divorce. I just never seemed to, you know, feel like myself, I guess came to People's Church in November and loved it and it's been coming ever since and I was uh, into the music, I was dancing and, and then, you know, Pastor Herbert, he's always funny, you know, there's always some time in the sermon you're going, oh, this man is so funny. He started talking about giving and tithing and, and how you work for God and, and um, he's who provides you with your income, so rightfully 10% off the top should go to him and to um, help his ministries. So um, about uh, the second or third week, I decided that, you know, I'll just get cash out. When I get my check uh, put in the bank, I'll just get 10% cash, and I'll start tithing that way. That way I know it gets done right off the top. Um, 
how hard it was for me to do that the first time. It was very hard for me to to take a leap of faith to do that because um, with my uh, bills and, and, and being the only income provider at my house, it's... Uh, I, I would sit there and think of all the reasons why I shouldn't do it. You know, I, I well, this could be grocery money, or well, what if Robert runs out of his ADHD med that you know costs an arm and a leg, and and I can't afford to get his prescription filled. Um, things like that that run through your mind. But he said to test me in this, and and he'll make sure that we're fed and that we keep our house and that we're okay. You know, I'm working, I'm doing what I need to do, and. And I'm trying to live right, and, and this is what I feel I need to do, is, is, is pay him back for all the, that he's done for me and for my family, and, and I'm going to do this. I don't have extra money just lying around, you know, I'm not seeing, you know, I haven't won the lottery or anything, but my bills are getting paid still, and that extra 10% is coming out. That's not, you know, that's, that's something else working, that's God working, that's not you know, just circumstance or, you know, just luck, you know, it's, it's, it's God working. You put you first, you take care of you. You put God first, he'll take care of you. I believe this so strongly. Hear me today. If you're a guest, you're new, you've been just coming here a month or two. Hey, you think my motives are wrong. I believe this so much. Go to another church and put it into practice. Start honoring God. Put him first. And just watch. Just watch him move your direction in your financial life. The third takeaway is this. The third takeaway is this. Get ready for your faith to grow. Get ready for your faith to grow. As you flip the list and you put God first and, and you're like, Jennifer, I don't know how this is going to work out. I got bills. I got, I got medicine. I don't know. I got the phone. I got, how's this going to, and you put God first and you, you make some sacrifices and, and you watch God move your direction. And you watch God show up in your financial life and you watch God provide for your needs. Can I tell you what happens? Your faith grows. Like God came through and, and your faith grows. And you know what else happens? How your faith begins to grow? Because you start kicking greed in the teeth. Can I tell you, there's nothing like it. Because you know what? We all struggle with being greedy and selfish and me, 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 America, me, and then God if I have any left. We all struggle with, with us. And to start kicking greed in the teeth and watch greed get stripped away from your heart. And some of you don't even know because nobody looks at the mirror and sees greed in the mirror. Nobody looks at the mirror and says, I love money. I, I just love money. I lo- Lord, I don't love you. I love-. Nobody does that. But by our lifestyle, you know what? Some of us, we, we really do love money. Can I tell you, there's nothing greater than when you start putting God first, making him your priority, giving him the treasure off the top, that your heart follows it. And to see your heart go after God, to see your heart serving the Lord, to see you sold out for the things of God. There's nothing like watching your faith grow. And I'm excited. I'm excited for some of you to kick greed in the teeth. I'm excited for some of you to flip the list and to watch your faith grow as God shows up and moves your direction in the arena of your personal finances. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. How you handle and spend your finances is a matter of the heart.